everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You were listening to the Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was something to do with professional wrestling. Frank, you want to go ahead and tell us what you chose for something to do with professional wrestling? Sure. So the other night, Monday night into Tuesday morning, we took a bus from Shanghai, which is where my wife lives, down to Bangkok for the last part of our stay while I'm still in Thailand. And the bus was a really nice, like, VIP bus. So it had the TVs in the back of the seat where you could watch a movie. So I was able to watch the, hold on, I'm not used to not having my phone next to me, so I don't know what year this movie is. <laughs> um, I think 2016. Okay. Um, Eli Roth produced uh, Rock, Dwayne The Rock, 2017. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne The Rock Johnson starring Baywatch. Oh, man, okay. Um, directed by directed by Seth Gordon, um, also starring um, Zac Efron, Alexandra Daddario, uh, David Hasselhoff, although David Hasselhoff's in it for like 45 seconds. Um a bunch of like like Hannibal Burris is in it, Oscar Nunez is in it. Just a bunch of like Pamela Anderson and reprises her role is from Baywatch. Um so just like a bunch of like B comedy actors. Like you would recognize almost everybody in that movie. Right. Um, so yeah, so I watched it. Uh I was actually able to watch it in English. Um, because most of the movies I've watched uh over here have been in Thai. Mm-hmm. Um, with Thai subtitles, so I actually have no idea what's going on, um, which actually makes sometimes the movies a lot funnier. Um, <laughs> right. But Baywatch, I was able to watch in its, its native language. So, wait a minute. So who is? So you ready to get started? Yeah. So is, if, if The Rock is Mitch Buchanan, then who is David Hasselhoff? Okay, you'll probably tell me. It's fine. He is also Mitch Buchanan. It's a uh, that's that's spoiler for the end of the movie. Okay. Um, is it like is it like James Bond in 007? Okay, about. there's always a Mitch Buchanan. Um, spoiler alert! It's just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. They just happen to be named the same thing. Jesus. Okay. Um. So this is 100 percent like a really an effort to be a dark satire of Baywatch. Mm. Um. So the movie opens with the rock playing Mitch Buchanan uh, running along the beach as a lifeguard in whatever the bay that they're watching is. Um, everyone knows him and loves him. It's like, Oh, Mitch, you're like a superhero. Like, Oh, he saved my grandma from drowning. Oh, he saved my aunt from drowning. So right away, like you can see that the rock is continuing, or maybe this is like an early point of it. Um, his putting himself into roles where he's almost like a superhuman character, mm-hmm. um, culminating in a role where he was 100% a superhuman character with last year's Black Adam. Um, mm-hmm. But so, yeah, he's like the most beloved guy on the beach and everybody loves him. And um, this, he stops to, I can't remember what he does. Like he, he maybe saves somebody from drowning or something. He does something. And, um, police officer pulls up on his little like motorcycle or whatever and 
they get in this argument where it establishes that um, The Rock thinks that the lifeguards are responsible for solving crimes on the beach, and no one else believes that. Like, law enforcement, um, local politicians think the lifeguards should just, you know, do their job and save lives and not spend their time trying to solve crimes on the beach. Um, so this is the thing that they do to establish, I guess, the the parody aspect of it between mm-hmm. the original show where they legitimately were like crime fighters mm-hmm. um, and this reality where they're only supposed to be lifeguards, but Mitch Buchanan uh, wants them to be more than that. So you're introduced to the cast of characters. Um, there's two existing lifeguards. There's um, a blonde lady and a dark haired lady, and they're both like expert lifeguards. And then the whole premise is that this is the uh, tryouts for the next um, generation of lifeguards. Mm. So there's this kind of chunky, dweeby kid. Um, there's, oh, fuck. I got to look up their names. I'm sorry, I can't remember any. Um, there's Alexandra Daddario is Summer. Um, she's the, like, super trained and, uh, fit, like, lifeguard tryout person. Um, there's John Bass, who plays Ronnie Greenbaum. Ronnie is the sort of overweight, like, former tech whiz who's always wanted to be, uh, a lifeguard because he's in love with current lifeguard played by Kelly Warbach, who I don't, I didn't know. Um, C.J. Parker, that's the character's name. Um, that's Pamela Anderson. And then there's Zach the Efron. What's that? That's Pamela Anderson's name in the original. Was it? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, that's her name in this one, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, so Zach Efron is this former gold medal Olympian swimmer who has been sent as a matter of, um, uh, community service because he's been like a drunk and a drug addict um, Mm. that he has to be part of the Baywatch team. So the hold on, what is this guy's name? Anyway, Mitch's boss has brought him in as kind of like a PR move to have the fastest man on water um, as part of Baywatch and he wants him to go in and you know, like he tells Mitch he doesn't have to try out, but then there's this I don't know how to describe it, sort of like mentor mentee aspect where Zach Efron doesn't want to listen to old man Rock's um advice and the Rock wants to kind of make him like humble and mm-hmm. be part of the team and so they have to do these tryouts, but Zach Efron refuses to try out, so um, finally, him and him and The Rock have this contest where um, he does like an American Ninja Warrior like obstacle course and like sets a record time. And The Rock's like, "That's that's great, but that's not the course." And then they do this course where they have to do like higher flips and lift refrigerators and do pull ups. <laughs> and so Zach Efron loses, and so that's he's like, "Okay, fine. Like you made your point." you know, I'll, I'll be part of your team. So the subplot to this movie, and maybe like the main plot to this movie is that, uh, there's, um, 
Priyanka Chopra plays Victoria Leeds, who's this kind of like James Bond villain who's trying to buy all the real estate. It, it kind of maybe it's like the plot to One Crazy Summer almost, where <laughs> she's trying to buy all the real estate in the Bay yeah. to privatize the Bay, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time is also smuggling Flaka drugs mm-hmm. like into the Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course Mitch is aware of all these things and is trying to prove them. Um, while everyone just wants him to do his job and be a lifeguard. So, Zach Efron continuously, like, just as an asshole, like, oh, you know, I can't be part of a team. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a lone guy. Um, he ends up, they go to stake out this party that Victoria Leeds throws, and he ends up getting super drunk. His nickname in the Olympics was the Vomit Comet. Because the night before, like, the relays or whatever, he got super drunk and threw up in the pool, like, as he was swimming. And then it up costing the U.S. a gold medal. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's like, he's not a team player. They got to make him a team player. But anyway, they get through all this crap where they stake out um, Victoria Leeds woman's place. Um, they find out that uh, Oscar Nunez plays a town councilman who's taking bribes from Victoria Leeds. Um, who ends up dead in the water. Um, and they think it's from smoke inhalation because his boat was on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they find, like, <laughs> when they're talking to the women that were on the boat with them, because he was on the boat with these two women, um, the women have uh, flocka packets, like, just tucked into their bikinis. So, like, obviously they're on the take or whatever. Right. Um, but they find out that Nunez wasn't killed through smoke inhalation. He was killed before he was ever on the boat. Um, but the coroner's like hiding it because it's this vast cover up because Leeds has bribed everyone. So in one of the most ridiculous scenes in the movie, they break into the, the morgue to try and get a look at the body themselves so they can determine um how how Nunez died. Um, because they're lifeguards and they have like that kind of medical training. Mm-hmm. So as they're in there, first of all, there's this really awkward scene where the rock is trying to get Zach Efron to help him look at the body. And he says that the most important thing is for Zach Efron to lick, lift up Oscar Nunez's dick and balls and look at his taint and see what he sees. And so there's this, I swear to God, it's like like two minutes long scene of Zach Efron like handling Oscar Nunez's like junk and looking at his taint. And then the rock's like, Do you see any holes down there? And Efron's like, Yeah, yeah, there's there's a oh, it's just his asshole. And it's like, haha, gotcha. And, like, that's the joke, like, while they're breaking the board, like, trying to do this investigation. So then two of um, Victoria Leeds' flunkies show up, so they have to hide inside the slabs, I guess is what you call them. Mm -hmm. Um, So while they're in there, there's some liquefied fat from a corpse above that's dropping down into Zac Efron's mouth. Right. Um. So he's freaking out because he's got like human fat like dripping into his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um. And they're trying to get him to be quiet while they're, um, getting evidence that these guys because the guys have like a fake coroner's report that they're going to swap out for the real one to show that like Oscar Nunez didn't die, whatever that he died of smoke inhalation. Mm-hmm. Um. So of course they, Zach Efron freaks out and like it gets them caught and. There's this big chase because um, 
how do you the Dario? Is that how you say her name? Dario, Dario, Alexander Dario was um filming him on her phone. So they get in this big long chase, and it ends up with the Rock chasing one of the the guys that has the because the, the she drops the phone and a guy picks up the phone and they run away, and so they give chase and they end up in these this family's house where the Rock and this guy get into a fist fight in a baby's bedroom, and it ends with the Rock with him breaking the phone. And then The Rock knocking him out with a diaper caddy or whatever, like one of those things you put diapers in and it wraps them up. Right. Um, by dumping it on his head and pushing him into a pool. Um, so, of course, they call the police and the lifeguards have no jurisdiction or right to like, <laughs> chase and beat these people up. Right. And all the evidence <laughs> has been destroyed. So they don't even have any evidence of any wrongdoing. Um so Mitch's boss is like, listen, Mitch, if you don't just stick to lifeguarding, I'm going to fire you. And he's like, but, you know, we got to stop the flock from coming. He's like, then they'll tell the police. <laughs> and that's like Zach Efron's whole refrain all the time is like, shouldn't we just call the police about this? Because isn't this their job? And they're like, right. no, we got to be the ones to bring them down. <laughs> so, of course, like immediately they're on patrol and they see that like what's happening is these divers are bringing the flocka in through the water and putting it on these boats in fake food canisters like okay. seafood canisters to take into the restaurant that um victoria Leeds owns mm. so they're like oh well this is the way we can get them so again they infiltrate a party <laughs> um under the auspices of trying to like find out whatever like what's happening and the Rock gets caught and he gets fired. So mm. he goes to work at like a Verizon store. <laughs> um, and they promote Zach Efron to being like the leader of Baywatch. Uh -huh. So everybody's all pissed off that Zach Efron's the leader of Baywatch um, until like they're not because he starts to really like follow in Mitch's footsteps. And even though he was completely opposed to it, like starting to like fight crime and stuff. Um, so anyway, long story short is, uh, they find out that, um, they, they basically like pinpoint like where the drugs are coming in and that what's happening is that, um, Victoria Leeds is bribing everyone who matters to, um, get them on her side so she can privatize the Bay and, um, they infiltrate another party. Um, and they find out that there's this one guy that owns this large portion of like land on the bay that's holding out against like selling to her and they have him kidnapped. So he gets freed and they escape. Then that Zach Efron gets caught and they put him in a shark cage and they push him into the water, um, to drown to death. Um, hmm. but then Mitch, who's like been ignoring everybody since he got fired. Oh, Mitch is in the Verizon store trying to help some people. Maybe it's like a T-Mobile store. It's, it's some... Uh, cell phone provider. Somebody paying a lot of David money Hasselhoff, to be in it. Yep. David Hasselhoff shows up and convinces Mitch that it's his job to go back and help them like solve this crime. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Mitch. And The Rock's like, Mitch, what are you doing here? And that's where they establish that they just happen to have the same name. Mm. Or maybe to your point, it is some kind of James Bondian situation, <laughs> but I'm just... I, I The way they sell it, I think it's just coincidence. Right. right. Is Baywatch Nights um, brought up at all? Hmm. I don't know. 
maybe. I mean, a lot of stuff happens at night, so. <laughs> Didn't that take place in a different place? No, it took place just like in. It took place in the same town, I believe. It was just like um, like off the beach. It was like you know when they weren't lifeguarding. Well, they're solving crimes, right? Yeah. Um. But anyway, so so Zach Efron gets caught and he gets pushed in the water, and then the Rock saves him, and then the Rock and Zach Efron are going to try and stop Victoria Lee, who is murdered both of her henchmen um, because they fucked up and let uh, the man, like the guy that the landowner escape. So she's going to get in her helicopter and fly away. Um, but the nerdy tech guy has used his tech abilities to hack into this fireworks platform where they all are conveniently having this fight um, and starts letting off fireworks so the helicopter can't land. Um, but finally, like, she gets the upper hand and she has shot the rock and the rock has fallen off of the platform. And gets stuck with a sea urchin, which early in the movie they introduced that if you get stuck with a sea urchin, you get a super amount of adrenaline for like Mm -hmm. five minutes and you say really crazy things and then you die. So The Rock comes back like saying all kinds of crazy shit about Poseidon and like the law of the sea and stuff. It's actually a pretty funny scene. Um, And they find out there's one firework left to go off and it's called the big one. And... They hit the button and the rock holds it and it shoots fireworks at her and she explodes and dies and they've saved the beach. And so then at the end, the police are like, hey, you guys really did like solve all these crimes. Um, Good job. I guess we should like listen to you from now on. Um, And of course, the manager of the lifeguards comes and he's like, Mitch, you're, you know, I told you you were fired. And then Zach Efron knocks him out, and they're like, no, you're fired for being corrupt and taking bribes from mm. Victoria Leeds. Um, so there's one running joke throughout this movie that it made me laugh every time it happened, but it's really kind of grotesque, is that the the nerdy kid, the like who gets to become a lifeguard because he shows so much like spunk and desire has a massive dick. Mm. So early on, like CJ is running, and of course, anytime like a buxom blonde runs, it happens in slow motion. Right. Um, so he gets an erection, and then in order to hide his erection, he falls over onto a, um, like a beach chair, but then his dick and balls get wedged inside the, the beach chair. Oh, yeah. um, and so he can't get out because he like maintains this erection for this entire time. Yeah. And the rock has to like help him and they're like, everyone's looking at his like erect penis and then he falls over and it breaks out and he runs away and everyone's filming it. Um, and then later he's taking a shower and it turns out the showers are co-ed showers. So PJ walks in while he's showering and starts talking about like footlongs and stuff like that. Um, and of course he's like super embarrassed and then they end up having sex and becoming like a couple. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so why, why do I why do I see a picture of Zac Efron dressed up in pearls and a hat? Oh, so when they when they decide when they decide they're this is what gets Mitch fired. When they decide they're going to infiltrate this party, they need disguises. So The Rock comes dressed as like a, a server, like he's wearing you know, like in any of those like wacky comedies, they'll dress up like 
the help or whatever to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zach Efron says he really wanted to sell it. So he puts on like a dress and makeup and the rock's like, you had to wear makeup. And he's like, I really wanted to, I really wanted to give it my all or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. um, uh, this, that, that sounds dreadful. It made me laugh like three or four times. Yeah. Um, the Rock is just The Rock, in it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's really... It has the right idea for a parody of something like Baywatch. Mm-hmm. Like, did you watch the 21 Jump Street? No. With um, Jonah Hill and... Uh, I can't remember who else was in that. You didn't watch that? No, I didn't watch it. So that movie was actually funny. And it t- it was the same idea. It took like this really super serious, like '90s kind of like teen drama, drama, right? Mm-hmm. And it made it ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being like, pretty funny. And it has good. Who else is in there? Channing Tatum, maybe. That sounds right. Yes. But they have really good comedic timing, and it just it works out really well. Um. Yeah, it's Channing. I actually kind of thought. Not that it's like a great movie or anything, but I actually kind of thought the same thing about um, the Starsky and Hutch movie with uh, Owen Wilson and um, I can't remember who else was in that movie. Ben Stiller. But like, yeah, Ben Stiller. But like a good natured, you know, like lightly poking fun at the tropes of this show that was like kind of not super serious, but was like a drama at the time. Mm-hmm. And kind of showing the ridiculousness of it. And 21 Drum Street's the same thing. And Baywatch could be the same thing. But it's so concerned with like. Basically dick jokes. And. I don't know. Actually building. Like if it would have been more like something like. One Crazy Summer. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But it takes too much time like building the actual like complexities of this nefarious plot and it just kind of falls flat sometimes and the rock's okay because he's just the rock and i think actually zach efron's probably like the best performance in the whole movie mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know it's whatever if you watch it you'll laugh like two or three times and that'll be it right um you would actually probably have a lot of chagrin watching this movie um, just because of how like self-important the rock is the entire time. Yeah. Like it's very much, um, I think what you're not complaint, but like general commentary on Dwayne Johnson and his performances is um, that he's, tend to fall. Like, that he's not a real person tends to just always put himself over as much as possible. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I swear to God, like, you know what, if you can find it free somewhere to watch, cause I wouldn't recommend like paying for it. Mm-hmm. just watch the first like 10 minutes of this movie and just stop and that'll tell you i i mean it's seriously it's 10 minutes of dwayne johnson's character like being praised to the moon to the point of where he's like almost mythical proportions to the people in the town oh so. damn it i actually have unsubscribed to paramount right or baron deals so i have access to it. <clears throat> Ugh. Fine. Yeah, just be ten minutes. It'll be enough for you. Yeah, I was I was it's looking a little bit into this movie real quick. So just odd coincidence out of all this, the screenwriters for this 
um, were the same people that wrote Freddy versus Jason. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. That's a better parody than this. <laughs> yeah, apparently so, so um, yeah. The, Rock, the Rock was very upset about the criti- critical uh, reception to this movie. Um, because it's like a seventy percent from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and a sixty-one from audiences. And uh, yeah, I mean, I fall probably in the middle of that. I'd, I'd give it like a sixty-five, sixty-six somewhere around there. Yeah, but yeah, he um, he is very the upset. The thing with is, critics, is that, like again, it's it's the right idea for what you would do to make a movie about Baywatch, especially what. 20, 20 plus years after Baywatch, Baywatch's relevancy, um, and like you know they bring at the end the Rock is like you, Mitch is like hey we've got a new a new lieutenant starting and it's it's Pamela Anderson and she's walking in and they they make a joke at one point where when the CJ character is running across the beach where um, Daddario says. Why does it look like she's running in slow motion? And the IT nerd kid is like, oh, my God, you see that, too? That's all I ever see. I thought it was just me. And so later, when they're both sitting there and um, Pamela Anderson's walking in, they're like, oh, my God, she's walking in super slow motion. And it's like, yeah. And then she, like, flips her hair and, like, oh, my God, we're going to be here for five minutes. (laughs) And everyone else is moving normally. And in the scene, like, her hair is, like, flipping around all slow so i mean stuff like that like that kind of referential stuff is pretty funny yeah um there's certain things that are like callbacks to the show i didn't really watch um baywatch much at all when i was young because it was kind of outside my age range a little bit Mm -hmm. um but you know like there's like sand grifters and there's always like the whole miami vice aspect to it where there's some drugs being run in in some nefarious way and all that stuff is fine. It's just, I don't know. It just falls flat a little bit in some instances, but, but it did make me laugh three or four times. So it's not yeah. like a complete. So yeah, says Baywatch. Yeah. It sounds like it would be something that like would be fine to just like have on, but as long as you don't expect much of it. Right. I mean, as far as chagrin goes, it's like a five, you know, like there's no, I didn't hate myself for watching it. I wasn't like, I don't even know if I feel like I necessarily wasted my time. Um, it's not something I'll ever watch again or like, I wouldn't recommend it, but you know. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if there's anything else else going on. Oh, Oh, I, you probably saw it. I texted you um, that there is a sequel to uh, Lord of War coming out. Yeah. So we'll have, a, we'll have another quick cage here in another like year or so um, there. Yeah, um, I didn't get a chance to watch. Um, we didn't go to the movies at all when I was over here. So, yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, so we have, yeah, there's like a couple this year, I think. And then we'll have that one next year. Um, yeah. Well, there's Renfield, and then there's um, the other Western right. that's coming out in, uh, I think, next month. Mm. Um, and then I think he has one more movie towards the end of the year that he's in. But I can't remember what it is. Yeah, that does sound familiar. Like, it's a crime movie of some sort that he's in, I think. Yeah, there's definitely another crime movie coming out, and I think that might be it. Yeah. Um, 
So we'll have those to watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And we, and we got the writer strike going on. Um. Now we won't have any television to watch. Yeah. Right. Um. Except for like you know all the scabs, all the scabs they're hiring. I mean, but yeah. Um. Or trying to force people to stay, or tell lies about the union. Um. They don't need to hire scabs. They just need to use Chat GPT or whatever. Just get get some AI written scripts. Well, that's a yeah. They're worried about that, man. Um, like, oh, whatever. Did you did you hear the story that came out about um? Oh shit, I forget his name now. The guy from Battlestar Galactica that was the showrunner during the last writer strike all those years ago. That he um he walked out when the strike started, and um the last three episodes were basically kind of like largely dictated by directors and producers and cast which is like not to say that, that show was like overwhelmingly good or anything but like the last the ending of that show is like roundly criticized it's one of the most kind of like confusing awful things um yeah. that's ever been produced and that's largely the reason for it apparently is because he like just left the set and like he, the writers weren't involved whatsoever um which goes to show you like how important maybe the writers really are <laughs> oh yeah um, I'm glad that, uh, the Mandalorian is over. Yeah. For this year. Yeah, so we that finally will finish that. None, none of the Star Wars stuff will be affected, hopefully. Yeah, and Andor scripts were turned in, um, like three days before the, um, strike started. So, if they, I, I suppose if they wanted to, they could go ahead and actually still run production on that. Yes, yeah, on those scripts. Um, yeah, I don't think anything else got shut down Star Wars wise. I mean, whatever in the end result is that they need to suffer somehow to understand how important it is to whatever have writers. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't heard any like major project. I mean, it, some things are just like being put on hiatus, like in between seasons or being like postponed or whatever, I guess, but nothing majors i think gotten like necessarily shut down that's like that we care about yeah that's good you want to spin that wheel yeah let's do this hold on a second share share sound play play the sound Episode 69. See what happens. Terminator or Predator ripoff? A Terminator or Predator ripoff? That was was an OG Orion category. That's easy peasy. Yeah. Um, Shit, we just watched one. Really? Well, I don't know. I guess that's more of an alien ripoff. What's oh, that movie called? what was it? Sin- All I remember is Sinjinor. Too too, too f- scared to scream or scared to death. Scared to death. Scared to death. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sin. Yeah. Sinjinor. Sinjinor. Yeah. Yeah. Man, how do I remember that's that's what I'm going to take away from that movie? Is that fucking word? It's going to take to your grave. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I will because it'll be like in about like twenty minutes, probably. I'm just gonna keel over <laughs> like a singenor. You're gonna be laying on your deathbed, like years <laughs> from now, and someone's gonna be like, "Do you have anything you want to import?" And you're gonna be like, <laughs> that'll be it. That's my rosebud. <clears throat> that'll be it. It'll be yeah. It's 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 your rosebud. <laughs> Oh, that's really depressing. That's more. Mm. People say I'm depressing. That's the most. That's one of the most depressing things I've ever heard. I'm full of full of little bond mods like that. <laughs> oh, all right. So, um, good luck coming home, and uh, we'll be back next week with episode sixty-nine: a Terminator or Predator ripoff. Yep. All right. Cool. Thank Thanks you. For listening. Uh, yep. Deuces.